Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Band Podcast. It is uh, some episode number. I don't know what it is. 55, maybe? Uh, we're going with 55. It's episode number 55. Or um, 56, or 54. It's anywhere in the high 50s, possibly the low 60s. Middle, mid, middle mid 50s. 50s. Mid 50s. <laughs> mid, mid to high 50s. Um, and as you can tell by the confusion that is currently reigning in your ears, Adam is not with us this week. And when Adam's away, the three of us uh, generally don't know what to do with ourselves. So we, we took a poll, or we drew straws, and I got the short straw, and therefore I, uh, Alex, will be hosting, if you can even call it that, this week's edition of ERV Podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by Matt over in George. How's it going, Matt? Oh, not too bad. Excellent. Have you had a good weekend so far? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I just woke up, and oh, last night was a bit long. Okay. It's a bit, sounds a bit um, lazy of you, to be honest. And speaking of lazy, we go to Ben in Mauritius. How's life on the island, Ben? Good, good. Yeah, it's a, it's a little hot, I guess. Uh, but um, uh, that sounds horrible. It's, it's, how do you how do you handle yeah, no. such oppressive conditions? I normally go swim in the turquoise ocean. Ah, <laughs> okay. oh, you bastard! <laughs> did, did you also just wake up, Ben, or have you had an early start to your day? No, I got up about just, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning here in Mauritius, 20 past 10. So I got up at about 8, I would guess, um, had some breakfast. Um, then I went and on a install, you know, just cocked around pretty much for a while until this started. Okay. Good. Well, that yeah. sounds... In my defense, Ben and I got up at the same time then, technically. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You guys are synchronized. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I probably went to bed earlier no late god time zones confuse me yeah, time is a confusing concept but um speaking of <laughs> confusing what's concepts, not a confusing concept <laughs> no well i was gonna ask you is it a public holiday in mauritius as well i, I, I can't imagine that it would be but oh fuck yeah today is the public, holiday. public holiday in south africa but it's carrying over to tomorrow which is a, a real delight oh that's a treat um we don't have a public holiday what what public holiday is it it's, reconciliation uh, day? yeah yeah reconciliation day um, no, we don't have a public holiday, but my office is moving buildings, so I'm just going to try milk the confusion and not going to work tomorrow. Hmm, I did that on, I did that on Friday. We had, we had an yeah. uh, alarm company come and installing at our place on Friday, um, so I got, it, I got um, my boss, a.k.a. Ben's cousin, to give me sort of time off in the morning to look after the installation company, but he then got on a flight to Australia, and no one was actually in charge of the office, so I just didn't go in. It's quite nice. He's, he's, oh, flying to Australia. he's flying to Australia for my other cousin's wedding, incidentally. Yeah, which Ben is not doing. Ben wasn't invited. Yeah, oh, clearly no, my, wife, my, my wife's pregnant. I can't fucking drag her to Australia. She's like eight months pregnant. How convenient. Uh, <laughs> it's, almost like I, it's almost like I planned this to avoid this wedding. Alright, well, speaking of plans to avoid things, um, let's talk about the Bulls coaching stuff because that seems to be one particular saga that has finally resolved itself. Uh, last week, we obviously, we all thought that they were on the cusp of signing Victor, right? I think that's where we left off at the end of last week's episode. 
but there's been a plot twist because Victor came out and said he doesn't want the job. He um, bizarrely prefers to be gainfully employed somewhere that doesn't stand at the risk of being fired every couple of months, which is uh, a very strange decision. But uh, the good news for the for Bulls, for Adam in particular, I can't tell you how excited Adam was when he heard this news. Uh, <laughs> the Bulls, the new Elated was the word, I think. Yeah, totally. He, our WhatsApp chat was like two full A4 pages of emojis, um, all those party icons and happy faces. And yeah. so you guys are going to have to help me out with the pronunciation here. Is it, is it pot human? Pot human? Pot? I would say pot. pot. I would say pot. Like yeah. like remain pot. Not quite, but I'm gonna pot. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's pota. I'm gonna say the the second E's the second E's hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, the second E's in play. Yeah. Well, yeah, pota. Pota. Pota human. Okay, but pota human. He's been the 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 Curry Cup coach for quite some time now. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they say he's also been assisting at Super Rugby as well? He's been around at Super Rugby as well, I think. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I presumed if if Victor got the job, he was going to be the one who actually did stuff. Like, you know, around, Victor, Victor was just going to be there for the hair, basically. Yeah. The, the hair and the line-out calls. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, like, I mean, that's kind of the point we made last week, is that, you know, there's it's a, it's a bit of a joke to take a guy. So I'm, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page. He coached... He's been coaching for over 20 years. His first gig was at the Griffins, where he coached for from 1996 to 97 as a head coach. So this guy was a head coach <coughs> when when Victor was still playing high school rugby, you know. And shit, actually, let me double check that. How old is Victor Matfield? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like the it would have been a bit of a joke to, to get a guy like Victor in and then tell Pot Human or Pot. Potter human, you must now listen to this guy who's 20 years younger than you. Yeah. He won a World Cup. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but he was also part of the duo, the Axis or whatever, as well. And I mean, so. so that's that's the favorite. Yeah. And, and Human's been with the Bulls in and out since 2005. Actually, you know, he had a previous stint as head coach for the Blue Bulls. Uh, Blue Bulls, okay, so that's Curry Cup. Curry Cup, he coached head, no, no, he was head coach 2005 to 2006. Then he was the forwards that's coach. That's when the Bulls, the Bulls were potent around then yeah, as well. Yeah. Eh? Well, well, listen to this. Forwards coach for the for the Bulls proper, so Super Rugby coach, uh, forwards coach, 2005-2008. So that's the glory days. That's probably when they had the, be- the best forwards. Exactly. Including yeah. Out of any Super Rugby team ever. Yeah, so including Victor. Including so Victor, what, yeah. Like, how does it work? Like, does Victor then like come in as head coach and say, okay, listen, Potter Human... Here's something that I picked up when I used to play for the Bulls, and put as humans like, bruh, I fucking taught you. Yeah, that. I taught you that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come with that shit. So I don't know. I think this is definitely for the best. It would have been a very strange dynamic, I think. And, no, no, I, I think I uh, think sanity sanity's finally prevailed. Exactly. Like we can all agree yeah. on that. Yeah, I agree. But. It- but but my my issue is now the whole his appointment is sort of tainted because it. Like, it's very, very obvious he was second choice now. Yeah, because especially yeah. with the whole Victor, like, publicly announcing, um, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go be a pundit on Supersport because that's less, less risk and yeah. less stress. Yeah. Well, what do you, do you, do you think Victor would have made a better coach than he is a pundit? No. No, because I mean, <laughs> co- coaching is the same as punditry, but with practical application. Right? Yeah. So, like, he's, his theory is going to be as bad. <laughs> 
when he's coaching as when he's um, being a pundit, except that he doesn't actually have to implement it. So yeah. I, I think he's going to be he's going to be less harmful as a I don't know, not particularly well informed or up to date pundit, in my opinion. That's where he can do the yeah, he will do less. Da- Ooh, he'll do f- less damage to South African rugby. Yeah, but those maybe are, he'll those... create more annoyance with the listenership. I was going to say, those are fighting words, because I'm, I'm actually not even joking when I say I'm pretty sure I've heard Adam compliment his punditry skills and saying how he's come along in the past. Yeah, but Oh, Adam, he has come along, but, you know, like, zero plus, like, three years, just three, it's not a hundred, like... Not true, ben, not true. Ben from tax, everybody. Remember way back when I said... Can you in the background, Ben? <laughs> when, when, I, when I said you, you time stuff by point three, and I was wrong, it was zero point, you know, uh, point zero three. The other day, I like did this whole calculation, and something was wrong. I was like, "What the fuck's wrong? Like, why are they paying so much tax?" And then I realized I times by point three, and I was like, "Oh god, uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex would be all over this." Like, god. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so just to wrap this up, um, Potter Human, he's far from a nobody. F- uh, surprisingly enough, he has 200 first-class caps as a player. Um, he played for Eastern Province and uh, Free State uh, as an eighth man. So this must be way back yeah. in the day. But he, he's got 200 caps. Yeah, he, he, only, he only looks about five foot six. So uh, he must have been a, a, they don't have his a stocky his fucker. Yeah, but, so um, this is obviously pre-professional error. They don't have his height. They only have his weight. That's, all, <laughs> that's the only thing that matters in coaching terms. Yeah, you have to weigh in when you go to the forward coach interview. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he had a great he had a great playing career, and then I'll just quickly run you down his CV as a coach. Griffin's head coach, um, Shimless, head coach, nineteen ninety seven. Blue Bulls head coach, two thousand five, two thousand six. Bulls forwards coach, two thousand five, two thousand eight. Rico Black Rams, so that's in Japan, 2008-2010. So he was must have been an early adopter of the the Japan Rugby League wave. Yeah. Is, I think that's quite cool. Yeah. 2011, he, co- he was the forwards coach for Tux. They were pretty dominant in that period, if I remember correctly. 2012-2013, head coach of Griquas. You know, these are all pretty... Yeah, these are good. They, and and the, that's when they were pretty good, huh? Yeah. 2013-2017, to 2017, head coach of Tux again. And again, Tux... You know, they've got high standards when it comes to these things. Under-21, Blue Bulls head coach, Bulls slash Blue Bulls forwards coach. Then 2018, he took over the Blue Bulls again as head coach, and then now appointed head coach for the, the Bulls proper. So, Gerard Potter-Human, congratulations. I think we're all looking forward to seeing if he can uh, bring the goods for Adam's beloved Blue Bulls. And, yeah, I think it's, it's high time that the Bulls got back to where they used to be because they certainly have the roster for it. And right, let me alt tab to my comprehensive notes for this session. Um, everything else, pretty much, is coaching news. So let's start with. Well, that that was. Oh, what, no, what, that was also what about Evan? Sorry, <laughs> everything is coaching news. What? Uh, no, 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 Evan going to to Lord. Yeah, but that's I was, later, that's I was saving that for the bolt at the right at the end. Um, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, fine. just we Adam edited that need, out. We don't need any suspense for our podcast. It's fine. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you just deliver quality on quality, you don't need suspense because the yeah. the fans know zingers are coming left, right, and center. <laughs> that's true. But if, if everything's a segue, then nothing's a segue. So at some point, you have to just commit to a schedule and let it put it all. I saw a woman on his. 
Speaking of a Segway, I saw a woman on this on a Segway the way Adam spells it in the Woolies the other day as her mobility scooter. In Woolies? Yeah, like in the Woolworths food, like she was using the Segway as her mobility scooter. Uh, but I, I thought I thought the whole thing with Segways is they don't have the right. Basically, the engine's too small to go on the road, but the engine's too big to use it like a mobility scooter. It's like in an awkward sort of middle position where actually you can't legally use it anyway. Hmm. Well, no one was telling her off, so she she seemed fine in the woolies. And and also, also that is so fucking Woolworths like, food. It's out of hand. Like, I mean, a, a, a white person could pretty much do whatever they want in woolies. Like no one's going to complain. Yeah, it's no, like, just... ooh, let, let, let me get, let me put my quinoa and pre-cut mango in my Segway basket. What shop's that happening at? It's quinoa, then. Quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> God, Alex. Alex, I remember when you were a red tag at Checkers, man. Look at you now. You make me sick. <laughs> that was a long time ago, okay? <laughs> I, eat, I eat quinoa now, Ben. <laughs> He eats quinoa, he owns an ice cream maker. Yeah, exactly. I buy, we, I buy, I buy avocado at full price. And one at a time, buy, not even in bulk. When we used to buy pork products the day they were expiring. Yeah. High risk, high reward. Exactly. Totally worth it. And like, buy, buy like a bag of ice to keep them cold until we could get them home and bang them in the oven. <laughs> as soon as like these things can't even, like... You, you phone your flatmate from Checkers. Yeah. Okay, I'm buying expiring pork. Preheat the oven right now. Let's go, go, go. Uh, those, are, those are the dark times. Oh, okay, uh, dark times. Speaking of dark times. Sorry, I don't know how the segue thing works. I just do whatever Adam does. Speaking of dark times, um, Steve Hansen is finally pulling the plug on his All Black career. He's been head coach for the All Blacks since 2012, and he was assistant coach for eight years prior to that. So it's, it's been a pretty big stint. Um, 16 years in total at the top level for the All Blacks. You know, he's won two World Cups back-to-back. He's certainly, I would say, even with Ireland and the antics lately, I think they're still, All Blacks still the favourites to win at Super at the Rugby World Cup 2019. So there's going to be an mm. unprecedented, you know, third World Cup in a row on the table for, for Hansen. What do you guys the, think? The, the three, the three-peat. Yeah, the three-peat. <laughs> Do you guys think he's he's got the timing right on this? Um, yeah, well, like there's not much. Okay, obviously I'm sure anyone who's ever listened to it or met me, or you know, been who met or who's met someone who's met me will know I'm not Hanson's biggest fan. But definitely in terms of his um, his like CV and stuff, this is the best. Like 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 what what's there really left to achieve for him? Like he can't. Well, he can like be. like anything. Anything from where he is now is a step down, essentially. He could win and he's, he's 59, he's, he's retiring age. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, if he really wanted to, he could try to win the World Cup <coughs> in like Namibia or Japan or Italy or something. Yeah. But I really think, like, yeah. you know, he's 59. He's probably got himself a nice little pension package. He'll, he'll be remembered as a, as a better coach than he actually is, in my opinion. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, that's going to be very much the case. That's, that's the thing like, which, which, I was, was going to say, because for which you, I think the jury's still out if he's actually a good coach. So I think he's still got something to prove. Yeah. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to me, to me personally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he can come coach, he can come coach a team in Mauritius and show me what he's about, he, but... Yeah, he doesn't mention uh, that in the press th- conference. He doesn't, he, one of the journalists asked him, 
um, how he was how he what, responded what, to the criticism what do you have from, to... from ERB Pod <laughs> that he actually went, he still needed to prove his coaching credentials and he said he wasn't going to comment at this time. Yeah, was he was he evasive about it? Yeah, because yeah. to me, and he's he's sixty, eh? Like, well, he's fifty nine. Like, it's it's retiring age. I presume he has a sheep farm because everyone in New Zealand has a sheep farm. Yeah. So he can just yeah. he can just go back to a sheep farm, you know, enjoy his I presume grandkids, kids, whatever. Yeah. 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 So we, it's, when it's we a good. Were at, it's a good. Uh, at school, there was a, a I don't know if it's a myth or if it's true, but there was a, a rumor that the head boy was allowed to keep his his sheep on the field, on lower rugby field, which is the main main rugby field. There's a rumor that the head boy was allowed to keep his sheep there. Uh, and it dated back to like 150 years ago when all the school everyone had school yeah, with, with, with the head, farms. With the, head, with the head boy was like 27 and you know, had two kids <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I wonder, we, I wonder we, if Hanson's got like lifelong rights to keep his sheep at, like in the Westpac Stadium or something. I was going to say, where's Hanson from? Out of curiosity. Uh, okay. You guys don't need to test my... Sorry, just, I, you don't need, you don't need to Google it. I just thought offhand if you knew. You don't need to look it up. I'm not I'm that interested. On the, computer. Um, on, the, on the sheep thing, at my class, there was a thing where the head boy could graze his cattle in one of the quads. Yeah. And then, you, you know, and everyone was just like, yeah, this is just like, it's like a cool little novelty thing. Yeah. But then... After I left, I, I saw on the on the my class Facebook like the one the one head boy happened to be like a farmer or whatever. Yeah. So like on the on the last day of school, he penned up like a cow on the uh, main con grass. That's that's awesome. Oh god! Yeah, I was like, oh, that's good. Well <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So Hanson's from Otago, okay. um, which is normally I think quite a not rural, but it's like there's a lot of farming. In that area. Yeah, no. But disappointingly, he's from Mos Moskil. Mos. If it was South African, I'd say it was Moskil. M O S G I E L. Moskil. Um, and it, yeah. somewhat disappointingly, it's an urban satellite of Dunedin. So he comes. Uh, from, he comes from like the equivalent of Stellenbosch, I think. He lives in a suburb. Uh, he lives in a Dunedin suburb. Yeah. Should, should, we, like should we guess his? Yeah. So, so his father was probably a tractor salesman. That's not a bad shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. His dad was. His he dad worked was born in agri. Desmond and, L- and Loris Hansen, who were dairy farmers. Oh, oh, so, oh, so, he, so oh, he can go back to the farm. Yeah, yeah that's so nice. Yeah, he can go back to the farm. That's quite nice. Do, do, would, would, would you buy uh, some bespoke Steve Hansen milk if, uh, if you were buying has- milk? From a, well, Alex, you buy quinoa now, so I, obviously yeah, you would I, be in the market for Hanson milk. I'd, I'd buy Hanson. Hanson milk. Is it is it his milk or Hanson's it, raw his milk? Cows? Hanson's raw milk. It's from Hanson's cows. Uh, okay. <laughs> you not, uh, let's not even go in that it's direction. Not a, it's not as niche as I thought it was going to be, but I'll, I'll probably still buy it. It's not as blue. Yeah. Just uh, like like Woolworths would probably only sell it. Like the New Zealand equivalent of Woolworths will only buys only buys milk. From former All Black players and coaches. Fact. If you if you can produce some live yogurt, then I'll do that because I'm all about the probiotics. Uh, I have a, I have a yogurt maker. It's good. Like I feel like, and then I make a smoothie most mornings with it. It's good. Like I feel energized. Mm. Okay. So I'm just typing a message yeah. and uh, instructing my wife to get us some prime meat. Um, <laughs> what you, you got a wee bit? Yeah, got a wee bit, guys. Didn't I yeah, tell you? Got- 
A Weeber Weeber or, or an imitation Weeber? No, it's a Weeber Weeber. Um, it's a smaller one, nice. so I can't really... It's uh, a, oh, so it was the one you were going to get. Okay. All, yes, all, yes. all I know, Alex, is that you, you posted that Take A Lot link with that budget Weeber, and now every time I go on the internet, it just tries to sell me budget Weebers. Uh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> ben, have you looked at what the shipping is like from Take A Lot to Mauritius? Is it worth it? No, I can just buy one in Mauritius. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so Steve no, Hansen... they, they, they actually are like a lot of like they're like seven or eight Mauritian, or not seven or eight, like four or five uh, Mauritian companies that do online. And I would, I don't know if Take a Lot do this, but they they deliver the thing and then they just come with a card machine, so you just pay when they deliver it. It's quite convenient, actually. I didn't even know there were four or five Mauritian companies. So that is impressive. Alex, I would argue there are probably more companies in Mauritius than South Africa. That's probably true. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah. Ben, when we say companies in Mauritius, we mean guys with physical shops in Mauritius. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. There are only like four or five. <laughs> like brick and mortar uh, companies is yeah. what I mean. No, we no, mean, but they are I would, registered they, entities. What's the, the, what's the, the floor? rate in Mauritius? Tiny, it's like two, three percent. Really? It's like people yeah, are unemployed, but basically, yeah, they're unemployed because they just don't have skills in the right area, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. It's not like uh, if right. you kind of actually um, do something. Like we've dwelt upon the macroeconomics of of um, Mauritius for yeah, long the region for, for long enough. Um, cool. Hansen's leaving. Uh, we'll have, I suppose time will tell whether it's a permanent move or whether he does what we expect Joe Schmidt, uh, Schmidt to do and you know, ends up coaching a first team for a local school or something. I think that would be nice. I think that's a good retirement as well for a, a guy like him because you know, yeah. you've got to keep busy. But the someone who is going to be kept quite busy, at least for the foreseeable future, is uh, Michael Checker because Rugby365 have reported that he has survived the latest round of... Um, you know, potential cullings of his head. They were considering kicking him off, what, nine months before the Rugby World Cup. And we actually said that wouldn't be the worst thing because we figured no one could do a worse job than him at this point, even if it is a short term. And we actually said Jake White, who, you know, we all joked about him applying and them having the interview that never happened. Mm-hmm. But Jake White is kind of the coach that you would have for a short gig. In any case, they've decided that they're going to keep on checker as the wannabe coach, but... They have appointed Scotland-based Scott Johnson. I wonder if Scotland only hired him because his name is Scott. Hmm. Possibly. Possibly. That's one way to, to sift through CVs. He's going to be appointed well, they, they, the they... director of rugby. <laughs> so Scott Johnson is going to be the Russi to Russi's Steve uh, Hansen. Well, no, it's gonna it's gonna be like a Alistair Pitsia and Rassi thing where it's yeah. um yeah except Russi, cause where it's like is, you're not Russi's his own Rassi now. No, your Rassi was his own Rassi, but before Rassi came in above Alistair Kutsia, yeah, which yeah, obviously that... completely undermined Alistair Kutsia yeah. and it ended up that's why he left. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons yeah. he left. Yeah. So um. That's what so he's finding himself in now. Yeah. So they, in a way, they take a leaf out of South Africa's book where. You don't have to fire someone, you just create a position above them. Yeah. Con- constructive dismissal, as they call it in the CCMA. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like, yeah. uh, like taking a centre who's not playing very well and putting him on the wing. Yeah. So, yeah. 
The Daily Telegraph, which is an Australian paper, they've reported that as a compromise to check his staying on, on as the head coach, Scotland's director of rugby and former Wallabies assistant, Johnson, he's going to assume a role above him. Rugby Australia secretly met... <laughs> Secretly met with the Sydney-born Johnson. What what does that mean? Like, who do, who do they keep it a secret from? I don't know. Like, well, obviously not. Obviously not the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. They figured exactly. it out. Yeah. They're just terrible at keeping secrets. Wasn't the interview with Jake White also supposed to be a secret? Did they have like knocks yeah. on the door? Like, there's just someone from the Daily Telegraph, like just walking past like rooms, just knocking on doors with like secret knocks to see who like, answers. Sitting next to each other at the train station. Don't look at me. <laughs> Pretend you're reading the paper. Two of the, do, you, do, you, do, the, do you think there's a there's a really badly disguised cleaner in the Australian rugby headquarters, like with a huge fake moustache? Like, uh, Biscuzzi, Biscuzzi, <laughs> don't mind me, I'm just cleaning the floor. <laughs> you can, like, see his fucking dictaphone sticking out of, like, the... Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, see the mic from his dictaphone sticking out of a basket, like, shh. <laughs> Locks over. Oh god. Yeah, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Scott. Anyway, so um, they've basically <laughs> brought in this guy. He's director of rugby for Scotland. And we were saying just before we started recording, that's a pretty good um, line item on your CV at the moment because Scotland have done pretty well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the other day they were talking about oh, who was it, Stefan Lavis or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're saying his last cap was in 2014. Okay. Where we beat Scotland, I think it was 56-3 in PE. Oh, wow. And we did yeah. that with Stephen is... Yeah, well, coming off the bench. Jesus Christ. So at there one is... point in the game, we were like, let's play with 14 players. Bring yeah. on Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way in hell we could beat Scotland 53 or 55-3 anywhere in the world now. No, no, even if we had our best, best possible team. Yeah. So, so I think that's a huge kind of indication of. So yeah, no, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard to see where the improvement actually came from. But yeah, obviously, exactly, exactly. he's obviously he's obviously not a negative force there. Let's say that this Scott Johnson guy. Well, I mean, we don't know that. Maybe they would have been number one. We don't know how much influence he has. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so again, much like um, much like Potter Human, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. So. If he could get a bit of a turnaround, I mean, look, it's a it's a bit of a lose lose for Checker now because even if he does actually succeed, at come let's say third at the next World Cup, everyone's going to be like, oh, good thing we got Scott Johnson. That was the difference. Right, so yeah. you know, I think it's he's living on borrowed time. He's clearly he needs to start making post rugby plans, post rugby World Cup plans. I think. Um, yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe he'll go back to the Waratahs. Who knows? Who's got? Like it seems a net. It seems a net benefit for everyone if Checker goes back to the Waratahs because he seemed quite good there. Yeah. The Waratahs were better under him, and Australia rugby were better without Checker. So he's coaching the Waratahs at the moment. Um, as Rob Falau's pastor. Yo, who is coaching? I don't know. You see, oh, no, you it, see, is he is, is it Gibbs? Is it Johnny Herschel? No. <laughs> Am I, am I making up names? I feel like someone called Jono Gibbs. No, what the fuck? Am I going mad here? Sorry. This is going to be really embarrassing when this goes out to, um, you know, over 200 Australia. who have high standards about rugby content. Uh, I just like the idea. Jono Gibbs is the pseudonym that Checker uses. Dar- Dar- Daryl Gibson. Daryl Gibson. Gibson. God, okay. Sorry. Jono Gibbs. I feel like he's, he's like an ex-player or something. Jono Gibbs. 
Can you tell me? I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google John yeah. Gibbs. Have I, have I just invented a whole person? Okay, <laughs> Daryl Gibson. So I was close. Daryl Gibson is the coach for the Tars. Oh, jo- John O'Gibbs. Gibbs with a Gibbs with an E, so not like Herschel. Oh, okay. Head coach of of Waikato. Oh, yeah, okay. he was. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's the coach of the. Yeah, so the the Mitri Cup side. Okay. You see, guys, I do have some vague rugby knowledge. I just don't. I just don't know what it is. Approximate rugby yeah. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Checker teetering on the edge and only Scott Robertson holding him up for the time being. Um, over to the last of our coaching news, Rassi Erasmus. He has made it pretty clear that he's not going to wait until he's pushed. He's doing a semi check, a semi Hansen slash Schmidt and a semi Scott Robertson because post rugby World Cup he's staying on for spring <coughs> but not as head coach. He's going to be remaining in his position as the director of rugby, right? And yeah. the coach is going to be, I don't know, insert name here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't take yeah. David's for the Bulls. David's, yeah. Because yeah. we've always felt that or maybe, was kind of the... Or maybe this is, why, this is why Victor turned down the Bulls. Ooh, Victor playing the long game. game. That would Guys, I'm available to coach now. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so yeah, I think that's pretty well, no, good. I, 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 yeah, I think that's fair enough. It's it's better for it's better for long term, and it does seem like it does seem less of a setup to get AC out now. Yeah, that right. Rassi is in effect the, the interim book coach. He's just he's he's just doing a job basically. Yeah. Yeah, that he's actually announcing that he's like abdicating essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which which I think. I think and it's good. I think it's good to do this kind of thing in advance. So, obviously, there's going to be some sort of last-minute kind of fucking panic. It's that. Oh God, um, yeah, they're not. They're not going to get right CVs the... until like a. Yeah. Should, should should we just submit our CVs now? Um, I'm uh, updating my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, so long. I'm, I'm updating mine as we speak. Let's coach as a. Well, I know a triumvirate is three people. What would it, what would with Adam, a quadumvirate? Uh, are we are we necessarily including Adam in this in this particular venture? We need his we knowledge need, we, of the bulls, though. Yeah, no, we need true. we need him no, to tell us true. which bulls are yeah, We need someone who's 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 directly linked to the heartland of North Gauteng rugby. Yeah. All right. True. Okay. A, a, a quad. quad uh, well, quad are, are we gonna? Are, are we going to speculate a bit on potential uh, Springbok coach next or well, Rassi replacements? Well, we might as well. Um, <laughs> I haven't planned anything else for the rest of this episode, so we might as well. <laughs> All right, let's go around. Um, uh, Matt, do you want to go first? Because I feel like you've got the most the most obvious one. Okay, well, yeah, I'd say, yeah, David's is probably yeah. sort of just looking at Nash, in, sort of, when I say national within SA's borders. Why don't you tell us who you think you'd want it to be? I think it's going to be David's, and actually, I do kind of want it to be David's because he's shown he can do quite a bit with limited resources. I'd like to see him with actual resources. Hmm. But don't you feel like there's a middle ground somewhere there? I Uh, I suppose you should. Yeah. Do you think maybe he should have one more step before? So, like sharks or something. 
I mean, well, are the sharks a step up from the kings? Better, yeah, something a bit better. <laughs> look, I, look, I was up. It's like, where do you want to send him then? The lions. It's like, where's the next step up from there? Like, okay, well, where's the well, sufficient why step why up? Don't I tell awesome. you, why don't I go next? Awesome. Because I think my, my awesome. answer ties in. Because I think that the likely, say, the likely next coach is going to be Sean Rue. <laughs> from the under 20s. Okay. And I think that if that does happen, it's a really good idea to give David's under 20s. Hasn't David's got yeah, under 20s already? Has he? I think he's got. I think he was at under twenties, or was he not? I lie. He was at Eagles under twenties. Sorry, never mind. Uh, almost the same. Same thing. Yeah, SWD, I mean, yeah. pretty much Springboks. E- yeah, the Eagles only just oh, missed man. out on on winning the Junior Rugby World Cup as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't no, know. I feel like I think it's. I, I kind of like the, the conveyor belt of being the baby bot coach, towards being the Springbok coach. I don't think it should be a foregone conclusion. That kind of has been the case in the past, but you yeah. know Jake White, for example, he's he coached the juniors, and then when you get through to the senior side, you like you get that consistency. So you've got similar schemes that the, the good players coming up the, the junior levels can get uh, into. The guys you're familiar with, yeah, yeah and they they know you and you know them. Um, it's also, I mean, it's not great because you maybe get locked into those players, so then you you would ignore someone like. A pure Dianti who wasn't really on the radar at that yeah. age. I'd be like, oh no, mm-hmm. you know, this guy was fantastic for me in the under twenties. He therefore must still be good at the age of twenty six, which is obviously not always the case. But I mean, I say that I think it'll be Sean Rue. I, I don't, I don't want it to be him because I don't think he's particularly good. I don't think he's been great for Stellenbosch in the past, and he hasn't been good for the junior Springboks. But I don't know. I mean, who are the other candidates? Ben, who do you think it's going to be? Um, who do I think it's? I think it'll be between David and Rue. But I, I think um, Swayze has got the kind of got the CV for it. Uh, he's currently involved with the with the big box, so he's a he's a potential outside shot. But everyone kind of thinks of him as more of a more of a technical guy, more of a backroom. Like he's not really yeah. a, a head coach. Yeah. Because you then, need someone who can handle the uh, media, right? Yeah, and then I know um, there, there, there was talk when Akers went to Gloucester. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, because he burnt bridges or not? Yeah, well, well there, 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 was, there was talk of, fine, you go, do you know, do your five years there mm. and come back, and then you'll be, a, you'll, have the, you'll be very well equipped to coach the box. Yeah. But he obviously, he wouldn't have done his five years there yet. Yeah. And... I, I, I don't think he's not the kind of guy, in my opinion, to leave a job half done. Yeah, I don't think so either. Although, I don't um, so I, I can't, I can't see him lines. leaving Gloucester at this point. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he left the job half done there. I think he'd, he'd proved a lot there. Huh? Yeah, look, I don't well, know. I, I think he did a full job at the Lions. He just didn't succeed, unfortunately. Yeah, but it, 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 it came down to essentially one game, like. Yeah, but what I mean is like uh, uh, the the Lions team when he left was like the peak. That was the peak of the Lions yeah. team. If he'd stayed on for another yeah. season, they would have still had the downturn that they had under space. And like yeah. I think he 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 put everything into it, and he got them as high as he could, and it just wasn't high enough. Mm. And that's not because he's a bad coach. It's just that was the situation. 
So I think, yeah, yeah, so I think uh, it's fair to say that he didn't. He left the job completed, just you know, not necessarily. Yeah. Enough. So 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 I, I think maybe maybe not this round, but I think in the the next book coach appointment, wherever after say 2023 or whatever, whenever it is, hmm. he he could be in contention. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, that's, um, that's uh, and um, I presume Jake White's going to send in his CV yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think Jake White has uh, it's almost like a debit order for for your email, where you send off every, <laughs> yeah. every month on the first. Google alerts. He's got CV. Google alerts going yeah, up. he's got like a mailing list, and he he sends on a monthly basis. He sends a CV to every single international and domestic rugby organization in the world. So I think they'll they'll yeah. definitely have him in the pile. Yeah. Okay. No. I mean, no. Um, I can't see anyone else. But but I I, w- I would say hmm? they would want someone who who is very much under Russi. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a difficult dynamic. Because eh? you because yeah, you don't want someone. Because I would argue Jake White and Uckers uh, are too they too strong. Like like they would want kind of um, complete autonomy. Yeah. yeah. Which Jake. I don't think. Yeah, Jake White they would get. is not going to work under a director of rugby. No way. I just don't see it happening. Uckers, maybe, because, you know, I think it would be a bit more of a partnership because there's probably mutual respect there. But, yeah, it's a difficult one. Okay, well, we'll have to wait nope. and see. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a few obvious Hello. candidates that we haven't thought good? of. I um, can hear you. Alex has oh. disappeared, I think. Oh. And he's the one recording, so we probably need him. Yeah, shit. Uh, he's probably on some tirade now. Just pretty... Can you guys hear me now? Oh, he was on a tirade. We were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Sorry, was there a big yeah, delay? Sorry, now. we're not sure what happened there. Maybe. Yeah, I know there was a um, delay. Or I know, there was just no sound for a while. Okay, sorry, that was a bit weird. Am I back to lifetime now, or is there still a delay? Yeah, you caught up now. Okay, cool. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know how that's going to come out in the... Maybe just, just record the time and tell Adam about this. Maybe we can just chop it out or... Uh. Ach, but no, if Alex is recording, it's fine, then. <laughs> I don't know, I, I feel like we just... Could no, it's all. fine, Alex, we, we <laughs> presume you're saying good stuff. No, yeah. no, let's... I wouldn't assume that. Um, okay, anyway, that's a good time for us to move on. That's kind of the end of the news. we got one last bit of semi-news, which is going to feed us into our final segment for the episode. Evan Etzebeth has finally done the inevitable and signed a contract overseas with French team, well, French... Uh, conglomerate Toulon who are, are snapping Glamourside yeah Glamour Glamourside um, Toulon uh, along with Glamour outside back Nehim Mulnuscudder um, Mulnuscudder has signed a three year agreement with Toulon Eben has signed a two year agreement with Toulon it's obviously only going to kick in after the Rugby World Cup so Stormers will still have his services for the Super Rugby <laughs> season I wonder how this is going to factor into their into their resting policy if they're going to say fuck it this is drive him into the ground um, well it doesn't matter he's always injured for super rugby Eben has like yeah. like eight stormers caps like <laughs> well not eight but, uh, but yeah, seven. I would say he does he have more does he, does he have more box caps than he has stormers caps uh, he definitely yeah. has more box caps than um, curry cap stormers caps Let's he's got up. more no, he, only, he only has caps. like he only has like six curry cup caps or yeah. something he's, yeah, yeah. He's, and then seven. He's, got... he's got seven caps for western province He's got 54 caps for Stormers, so that's a total of 61. And he's got 74 caps for the spring for the Springboks. So he's got more Springbok caps than, than Curry Cup and Super OG combined. 
And I think that's... if you factor in his stint in Japan as well, you still don't it's, beat his you podcast. You still don't get to it, yeah. And that's... He's, he's only got two more Curry Cup caps than he had for the baby box. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway. Oh, God. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, Ben's off. Um, look, we, we saw this coming. I think we... I don't know if we spoke about it on air, but we had a conversation a while ago where we were saying... Um, I think I, I, I said... Urban Beast. Um, there were I, there was a list of three or four senior Springboks who I would I would be very surprised if we were able to keep post World World Cup. Khaleesi is also one of them. Um, I think now that he's captain, he might feel obliged to stay, but his credentials I would say would normally get him a, a very good contract overseas. Uh, so well, yeah, I think we definitely say Whitey's also, yeah, I think he's, because he's old as well, Whitey's not even, yeah, and, and to be honest, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very much on the fence about Malcolm Marks. Yeah. Like, he's he's young, he can easily see out another World Cup if he stays in South Africa, but it's also a really good opportunity for him to take up a two-year contract in, you know, England or France, and then yeah. probably, probably France with Brexit looming, and then come back here for the last two years before the World Cup. And just get his jersey back, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. So, so on that note, um, well, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing that's what what Eben's going for as well with a two-year contract. Yeah, exactly. So so that brings us to our um, sort of banter section, or our, as Adam calls it, our WhatsApp section, where we go through the current Springbok squad. Let's make it the, the 23, and let's play a little guessing game. We we did it a few weeks ago where we said where they're going to be in 10 years' time. Um, with Jesse Creel running his CrossFit studio and all that. Now we're going to start on in two years' time. So post World Cup 2020, where do we see our current crop of Springboks? So I'm going to start from the beginning. And Matt, why don't you give us your prediction on Beast? Beast. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Beast always stri- strikes me strikes me as the guy who's managed his cash well in SA. Yeah. And I, he. Doesn't have and he doesn't have that need to go overseas. So I don't think, I think we'll see Beast being one of those players, one of the few players that sort of finishes out his career in SA without ever doing a stint in Europe. You think so? Although, although unless unless he gets good French money, I can see him maybe going to Toulon. If Toulon, I think Toulon's was probably the only side that would give him the money he needs because they also be want they'll be wanting a like a show pony at one. Because that's all I can see him going over to Europe for, is going over as a showpiece. Yeah. Not as... There's no other value to <coughs> Maybe. No, that, that sounds harsh, but, uh, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think for him, there's no other... He can still do a job. No, no, I, I, still, I still think he's got some He's got some sort of tread on the tires. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I don't think financially he needs it. Because he seems to have some good sponsorship deals. He seems to have moved his money around well, like... He seems to be on a hell of a package for the Sharks because I guess he's like got tenure or whatever you call it. Yeah. Well, what happens if they if they put your name on the on like all of the away kits? Does that just mean you get shirt royalties now? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. But I don't know, but but I would say I don't think Beast needs to move. Yeah. But but yeah, I guess I guess if the price is right, he. He would go because you know Evans on seventeen million rand a year or something. That's crazy. Isn't it? 
No, I think I think you could definitely like a bit of a pension. Package. And then if if Beast could get something similar, yeah, yeah, like like you might as well do. But also, like I guess it would depend because I know he's got kids. I don't know how old they are because obviously you don't want to. Well, kind that's of what, cool or whatever. What, once your kids start school, you don't really want to chuck them into the French system for two years. Then, um, yeah, so yeah he's he's always been a one a one club man since joining yeah. Shark yeah, like, as as a junior in two thousand and six or whenever it was. So I think it would be a great story if he did, you know, really hang up his boots and retire with you know hundred and what is it? You got like hundred and eighty caps or something for the Sharks. You uh, can push 200. Fuck. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see him do that. I, I think it would be cool. Um, and I think he can, because what they've got, Thomas DeToy now is a loose head, and he can kind of hand over the starting position. You'd do a bit of a wide crocket. Just hang about in the squad, yeah. come off the bench, get your caps up, hit 200. And I mean, he's, it's not like he's, you know, in his late 30s or anything. He's only 33. And we all know props get yeah. a, second, a second go at their career after the age of 30. So yeah, I think, well, I think props peak at props peak at thirty one. Yeah, so I don't. Know. I think he's still got a couple of years in him. If he is still playing in two years' time, I really hope it's with the Sharks. I really, really do. Yeah. But yeah. I've got a feeling he's gonna gonna catch. Or him. or or he he makes a bold move and tries to recap himself for Zimbabwe. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. He just stays out of... If, if, he, if he, like, kind of pulls it all together to try and make, get Zimbabwe to qualify for the um, for the 2023 World Cup, yeah. that would be baller. Because, yeah. yeah, he's going to not play for the box for three years, and then he's going to essentially play... And then play a sevens tournament for Zimbabwe to get to count that yeah. cap. Is that, that's what they were trying to do with the Tongan. Mm. So... Yeah. so so, what is it? 2022, look out for Beast playing seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Beast, hopefully still playing for the Sharks. Uh, Malcolm Marks, where do we see him in two years? No, he's definitely going to go to Glamour Club. What club? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing... What club do you think he's going to go to? Montpellier. Montpellier. To replace mm. Bismarck. That's a good, that's a good shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably accurate. I think he's going to go after the World Cup. But, but I, I reckon two years... Come back, yeah. Come yeah. back, basically for the World Cup, and then you'll fuck off for good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, France Malherbe. Um, updating the Saru's email server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, has he had a stint overseas? No. Uh, no, he's been injured. He's not. Yeah, he hasn't he, gone overseas. I think. I don't know if he's got the energy, to be honest. Like yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not know enough of. Like, I can't imagine they would like him in France. It's an effort, you know. No, it's an effort picking up your life and going overseas. I don't think he's got the energy for it. Like, he, uh, it's so much easier just to stay, just to stay at the wine. Yeah. Stay at Cape Town. Like, just stay. He's gonna end up playing like for like Belleville, some club yeah, in Belleville, but exactly. No, but but he he's sort of this awkward middle ground thing. Where I I would say his his package with the Stormers w- wouldn't be significantly worse than his package somewhere overseas, if you know what I mean. Mm, I think yeah. now that he's um, starting regularly for the Springboks, I think he would get a, a higher price. But, yeah, yeah, but but I I would say if if you had an overseas club, he would probably be the last Springbok on your list. Mm, yeah, I maybe. But I think if France you, maybe. But I think 
you know, for England. I think he's got more value in England, maybe, yeah. I'd say. But I think if you, uh, if yeah. you at the beginning of the season, let, let's say like just before the, the England tour, um, or the Super the Rugby Championship, let's say you 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 went to um, any of the clubs in the UK or, or France, and you said you could get one Stormers, you, yeah, you, you can get one Stormers prop. Pick which Stormers prop you want to take. They'd yeah, they'd all go for Volker. They'd all go for Volker. And he's like just starting. So it's yeah. going to be really interesting. I mean, a lot of them would probably go for Klitschoff, but yeah, well, I, was, I was meaning tight ends. So, yeah. you know, at that point, Volker was clearly <laughs> hotter property. They would have paid more for Volker than they would have paid for Franz Mohamed. But now that he's actually made a bit of an aim for himself again, I don't know, maybe maybe he's got some calls coming his way. But I don't think he's going to go. I think it's too much yeah. effort. There, 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 there has been, because I know I was um, I was reading about uh, the Andy Good podcast that had Joe Marler on again. Mm. And he was saying, like, the salaries are actually just getting stupid. Mm. Yeah, well, like, he, was, he was basically saying, like, players are just earning too much money and it's yeah. it's hurting the clubs. It's like... Yeah. And I do think... A player like Franz Mohrbal uh, being offered, say, ten million odd rand a year, mm. could be the kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back in that situation, where it just everyone just goes into like, no, fuck this, these guys aren't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why are we denting our like our financial security to bring in fucking Franz Mohrbal? Yeah, it, it makes me think of a guy. So, there's a guy called Albert Hainsworth. Um, he was uh, he's a football player. Um, and he was, uh, I think he was a defensive lineman. So, you know, protect, you know basically, you pay the big bucks to defend the quarterback, to protect your quarterback. And he was widely considered, like, a very, very good player and everything. He had, like, a bit of controversy in his career, but generally speaking, you know, pretty solid guy. The, the Redskins paid him. They gave him a, a $100 million contract. Over the over seven years, um, and so this was in. I'm just looking it up now. 2009, they gave him a seven seven year, hundred million dollar contract, and he didn't even play two full seasons. Oh and God! Like this... in in the first season, he was he was playing so badly that they dropped him. Like they were paying a hundred million dollar contract to a guy on the bench. Oh god. And it just totally it's considered one of the worst free agency contracts of all time. And it kind of totally it, it distorted the whole market, you know? Because you got this guy yeah. who's fucking useless being paid hundred million and then the guy who's actually good comes along and says, Bruh, I'm getting like a fifty. Yo, well l- listen, like literally literally I'm yo, I'm about I'm doing I'm doing the job you're paying the guy a hundred yeah. million to do and he's not doing it, so Exactly. Yeah. No, like, I, I do think there is going to be sort of a a moment like that, and I think it's coming quite soon in, um, in the English game especially, because there's more and more talk about it, mm. that there is okay. going to be like, a, are we getting anywhere near value for money here? Mm. And I think mm. the answer a lot of the time with these foreign guys is no. Like, mm. you, can't, you can't say any player is bringing that much value to the club. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Hopefully, Mahoba doesn't become the next Albert Hainsworth. Eben, we know he's going to be yeah. in Toulon. Mostert, we know he's going to be at Gloucester. Um, Sia Khaleesi, where do we see him in two years' time? Ooh. Year 2020. That's an interesting one, though. Yeah. Because his oh, financial okay. prospects in South Africa are pretty good. Yeah, he's a he's like a businessman. He's got a lot going on. 
No, no, well, no, not even. Even if you discount his sort of his whatever his underwear business and that stuff, yeah. Like, like he, he must be on pretty much the highest Stormers package you can get. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to be reduced by twenty five percent, obviously. <laughs> and then he's going to be on the highest Springbok package <coughs> you can get as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's, gonna, he's a he, youngish guy. Like he's, he's, a, he's got a young family. He's in a lot of adverts. He's pretty good looking. Like, yeah, he's like I, I, I can see sponsors must be you know knocking on his door daily. Mm. He's got it. You know, he's also got a hell of a story. Like, yeah. he's the kind of guy you. I also think you, you know you 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 want to associate him with your brand. Yeah, and mm. I don't I don't know if his story sells as well overseas as it does in South Africa. Yeah, no, not really. I don't know, like, I wonder if he doesn't want to maybe, like, at the end of next year, do a bit of a Japan sabbatical. I was going to say, yeah, either a sabbatical, take a bit of a break, mm. or go play with his mate in the same car. Just like, ah, wasps. just team up with him for his, team up Yo, with him I, for his at Wasps. I think, also, he plays, like, he plays a high, like, his body may be struggling a bit, so maybe after the World Cup, mm. a year in Japan, you know, where they... You know, play 12 games and then, you know, they get massages and fed Kobe beef or whatever. I think that's what happens, yeah. That, 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 might, um, that might kind of yeah. prolong his career, come back refreshed. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be interesting uh, to uh, see, because remember when Scott Berger went and came back? Scott Berger came back with, like, the softest hands and, like, knew how to offload all of a sudden and shit like that. Imagine Khaleesi well, coming back, know, just adding another quiver, another arrow to his quiver, yeah. his skill quiver, like. Yeah. Yeah. It also it, that time in Japan really helped Esterhazen. I remember he he used he released a well. He said like a lot of stuff like the they fixed like a lot of niggles, like the higher rest period. Yeah. It let him focus on like his I don't know what you'd call it, soft skills, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A lot more like. And now, sort of, he's becoming more South African again. He must actually go to Japan again and kind of refresh. Refresh, refresh the offload skills. Yeah, refresh his hands again. Like, yeah. So, um, outside chance he's going to Japan, but I think more than likely he'll he'll stay in there. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I reckon there's a bet, if we win the World Cup, I would say he's going to Japan because someone's going to mark, be able to market him there as yeah, the ca- uh, captain of the winning side. Could be. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be an anime about him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd watch that. Ah, yeah, so I want to watch that. I, 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 speaking of, of anime, just quickly, I, I watched um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yesterday at the, at the cinema. Oh, it's the so film. good. I watched it on Friday. Dude, how good is it? I think it might actually be the, the best movie I've seen, I've seen this year. It's, I, it's, yeah, I mean, Infinity War was this year as well, and I think it's yeah. maybe the best superhero movie I've seen this year. Yeah, I think I, I enjoyed it more than, than Infinity War. Yeah. Personally. Um, so yeah, I don't, Ben. I don't know if you have um, moving pictures in, in Mauritius, but you should go check it out. Okay, thanks, thanks, Alex. Or you can wait for it to come out on the small screen. But honestly, like the the animation was. was yeah, yeah. Cool. No, but some stuff it's, it's better to watch on the big screen. Yeah, this was really. Yeah. Cool. You know what? On, on oh, no, it's not uh, superhero. I watched that Freddie Mercury movie the other day. That was really good. Fuck. Mm, I'm, I'm rocking to watch that. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody definitely worth a yeah. worth a worth a watch. But yeah, speaking of Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Peter Steff to toy, right? God, he he might be dead. <laughs> yeah, I think 
<laughs> Where will he be after the World Cup? He'll be, re- plot? He'll be reanimated like uh, <laughs> like the mountain that rides in, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, no. Send him out for one last ride. Really? Yeah, I, 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 th- I think they ha- they have to send way. him to to Japan or I think Sorry maybe should, he needs should, Sorry should intervene and and get him a package in Japan. Well, maybe he must take like a David Pocock sabbatical when he you know, goes and strangles rhino poachers for a year or whatever David yeah, did. That's like a year of charity work. Yeah, so we think sabbatical. I, yeah. I really I really think one year off now would probably add two years to his career if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh, quick fire through the rest of these guys. Uh, Duan for Milan. Retired. He retired, presumably. Retired. He's finishing his career at Bulls. Yeah, he's finishing his career at the Bulls, and that's so it. So he's retiring in the 2020. Yeah. yeah. He he'll might kind of play. Take... He'll play somewhere in SA, but yeah. He he might probably still just carry Okay, five, yeah. Five. yeah, he might he might do one last thing in Japan, and he'll definitely have a you have a ball boss. Yeah. I think he might have to come back to South Africa, to be honest. If he wa- Depends, because, yeah, we could. Ambrose Papi could score us the winning sort of mm. try in the final. Then Fuff has to come back to try and cement his. Cement yeah, his cause, 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 can I just say something that is probably a bit controversial? But Fuff de Klerk isn't that good. It's I, yeah, look, it's difficult, Ben, because we have had games where we've come on the podcast and been like, God, Fuff to Clerk is amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I think but the, the, the thing is, he's not reliably good. Yeah. And he's not, Which and is he's what like, you need. Yeah. And if you're not but reliably that, good, you are you, are you really good? Yeah. That's the thing. So, someone tweeted this the other day. I don't know if it was even about rugby, but they said, if you, if you describe a player as world-class on his day, then he's not world-class. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing with Fuff. Fuff is one of the best scrummers in the world on his day, but because it's so seldom his day, he's not actually that great of a scrummer. And until you, yeah. until the whistle blows and the game starts, you don't know which one it is. So you know how many times can you really take that risk? I don't know. Yeah, and it's especially especially in a in a club where you want consistency. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yo, if if fucking the Space Jam aliens attacked. And we needed to assemble one rugby team for one day. Yeah. Chuck Fuffin, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's, if, worth, it's like, worth like the day in, day out. Yeah. Yeah, day in, day out. Not not really, like okay. uh, I don't know. Like, right, so we think like Ruff, I, Ruff I think back, I yeah. think I think if, if Brexit sort of mm. kicks in and stuff He's the kind of guy and Fuff doesn't it. and Fuff doesn't have a great World Cup, mm. yeah, I, I think we He's might back Okay, back in it. Yeah, he, he, yeah. All right. Pollard? He's Japan. been to France, eh? Pollard. He's been to Japan, hasn't he? He's been to Japan. He played for the, the Black Rams, I think? Yeah. Uh, the Red Hurricanes. Oh, I can... oh Red Hurricanes. sorry. Hmm. Same thing. I could see him... I could see him turning out for... for a French side. Maybe... Slightly more, not, not too long. No, One of the more like conservative. Start, start Francais? Maybe, yeah. Because don't they have um, Lopez? Oh. Is he there? Yeah. Oh, aren't, aren't Stade Francais quite French still, if you know what I mean? Well, that's where um, that's where uh, Francais has been, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they. <laughs> but apart from him, aren't they quite 
don't they generally have a few more French players than most French clubs? Yeah, I think so. So, so Camille Lopez. I, I hear, is, I hear, is that I hear, and usually, and usually they even practice in French. That's bizarre. Oui. I don't believe that. <laughs> that's weird for a French side. Eh? So, okay, so, so that's who I was thinking of. So Sanchez is, is going to start Francaise. Nicolas. Oh, uh, okay. And um, Mornay Stain is there. Uh, they are, then there's no space for Pollard there. There's no space for him now, but we're talking about 2020. When, oh, you know, yeah. when almost definitely going to be retired, Sanchez is going to be 32. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's that big of a leap to think that they're going to they're going to get out one Bulls fly off and bring in another one. Yeah, well, presumably, so yeah. most French teams play with a kicking scrum half, but presumably if they have Mornay Stain and now they're getting Sanchez, they have a kicking fly half. Mm. Mm. So yeah, they've also, they also got Pete Van Zyl, the scrum off from the Bulls. Oh, so that'll be a good combination. Anyway, okay, so I, I'm, my call is start Francaise for Pollard. Um, Pollard okay, yeah. with Yanchi. Major League Rugby. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I reckon um, co- code switch, NFL wide receiver. <laughs> Calling it that. Now. Is he's going to do, do a Christian Wade. Okay. Yeah, he he still got it. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay. No, Done. no, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I would honestly be, even though we would lose him for the Springboks, I would be so happy about that. I think he's going to yeah. be with the Kings. Ooh, that'd yeah. be awesome. I think that the Kings are going to see a bit of a resurgence. I think he's, they're going to be a couple of guys like him who, who see it as an opportunity to head back to the Eastern Cape and play good rugby at the same time. Yeah. Through Pro 14? Yeah. yeah. It'll be like pro, it'll be the pro 27 by then. Yeah, the way they want to add teams. The Sharks will just the get shark. added that season. <laughs> yeah. I, I quite like that because it gives us a bit of a bargaining chip with uh, Sansa. Be like, yeah. oh, you're fucking with us. Okay, we're going to fuck off to pro 14 and it seems like we can get our way a bit more there. Um, Damien mm. Delender? Uh, he's in he's, France. He's, he's going to like Toulon or Montpellier or somewhere where they're no, going with money. Put someone... he's, he's, he's got to stick around. I think he's going to France. Because no, he, 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 he must realize, though, that if he, if he sticks around now, he, he'll have 30, 40... No, maybe. He, he could be on 50 buck caps by 2023 for the World Cup. Hmm. But does he care about that? Because he's going to make ridiculous money in France for being good-looking and playing at 12. Yeah. I reckon he can make he can make bank off. He does have a certain je ne sais quoi. He does have a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ben, I beat you to it. But I no, think I think the problem my, is that all my French lessons wasted. <laughs> so I was just staring at Ben very angrily right now. <laughs> I think no. I think um I think Dan is going to go to the Stormers after the Rugby World Cup with salary demands that they're not going to be able to yeah. meet. Because <laughs> they only have about six rand fifty, yeah. so they got his. I think he's got an overinflated sense of 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 his own value. Well, so I think he's going to go and cash himself in in France, and I think he's going to end up being one of those guys that we see video clips of scoring tries and people on Twitter saying, "What happened to Damon Delinda? Why? Like, I can't believe we let him get away." You know, like he's he's. Gonna, playing... Is he going to be? Is he is he going to be a good looking Jan Serfontein? Exactly, that's exactly what's going to happen. Guys, did, be like, oh, did you see? Damon did Dillon, you see Chesson? Did you see Colby's try last week? Yes. No, it was did a good. See, did you see his step? It, it, it was filthy. No, no, no. Did you see his no, step? No, I haven't seen a filthy. Oh, like, oh, I'll send it to you. I've, I've got to... 
I'm gonna so YouTube that, it. Yeah, he he like gathers the ball at a ruck, and there's no one from the other team um, in the ruck. So he just like hops straight over the the ruck, and one of the wasps players like kind of sees it coming, so he comes across, and literally as Colby hits the floor, he doesn't change his shoulder direction or anything, but his whole body does like a ninety degree jump to like just a, like a whole meter to the right, and this wasps guy literally falls on his face. Like, <laughs> it was so uh, bad. Oh, shame. I, did you, did, I hate is, is he still look? Is he is he still looking for him running around the field? Chesman, Chesman, Chesman. This was blown. He's like, oh, Chesman's on the field just somewhere. He know, must be somewhere, my old friend. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's still breaking ankles. So okay, cool. Let's move on. Who's uh, fifteen? Uh, Jesse Krill. Okay. What do you guys think? Krill stays at the Krill stays at Pretoria. I think I think he stays at Pretoria. I think he likes being the big man. Yeah. He likes being Jesse, the, the Jesse, guy. It's a fact. He only plays rugby to stay in shape. Yeah. Yeah. For his, you know, for like his magazine covers and yeah. stuff, and so like he might as well just stay, you know, well, where he lives. He's, he's like, a yeah, like he has a he has a house there anyway, I presume. So why why move? Like you know, it's like yeah. you're not going to change countries to go to a different gym. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I'm sure Adam's he, an immutable na- neighbor. Yeah. He's staying until you like some I don't know su- supermodel slash like Supreme Court justice or something like some top lawyer from Pretoria picks him up. Just trophy hunt. Yeah. Just trophy wife him. Yeah, exactly. Trophy hunts him and then he's going to stay as the as an ornament on her shelf. Uh, Sabu and Corsi? The Sharks, for whatever reason, seem to inspire loyalty, so I reckon he might still be there. Yeah, is he, is he going to be, I was just going to say, bold call, is he going to be the next odd one, Dagani? Mm. And just be there forever, for like the next decade? I hope so. He's already, he's already better than odd weather. No, 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 I'm not saying skill-wise, I'm just saying, you know, tenure-wise. That'll be good, yeah, because yeah. I... Well, he, he he hasn't always been there because he's he's not from KZN, but um, I think his senior career has always been there because he was he played in yes. the last cup for the UKZN team. But he's only twenty two, so yeah, twenty twenty he'll obviously I, I think still be with the Sharks. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the going one. to going to Uncle Beast for advice. And yeah. Uncle Beast saying, "No, no, you staying here." <laughs> well, Beast will still be there too, so. Yeah, Beast is like, no, you're staying with me. We'll, I'll find you a local stay, wife. Stay close, cool. Be, be, Beast, Beast will charge a red because Beast is that fiscally prudent. Yeah, he's definitely. Somehow Beast is getting rent off him. Yeah, no he, one's really in a while. He owns half of Durban. Beast yeah. owns like all the flats that the Sharks are living in, but like through shell companies, so they don't even know that he's their landlord. Okay, uh, Billy LaRue. Who the fuck knows? I know unicycle salesman in Guatemala. He's gonna come back to the cheaters. One last hurrah at the cheaters. I can, I <laughs> major, major, league, major league rugby. He's got to do it. No, I mean, no, no. He's, gonna he's say, also I can, gonna. I can see him playing in the US. No, he's gonna co jump him, uh, as I well. See, I can see major league baseball. I'm surprised the French side didn't pick him up earlier. I think he's gonna end up in like at like Zebra or something like one of those like a Ooh, yeah. Teams. Like Benetton, he would do yeah, well in like one of those. Treviso or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. I look forward to finding out which obscure rugby team <laughs> Philly Larue puts on the map next. 
Seahawks. Seattle. It's got to be Seattle. <laughs> no, because they won. Yeah, it's oh. going to be like Leeds. You... I think no, no, no gold. No, no gold. Always yeah, on gold. It's going to go joint Ben no Clark and Nola Gold. My boy. Yes. Is always bet on gold their actual slogan, or have I just made that up? I, if it isn't, then we need to get hold of their marketing team right away. Maybe they yeah. can sponsor us a bry. Um, okay. You have a bry now, Alex. Like, it's about the principle, you know what we, You know what we forgot about is the Game Blame game sponsored by Game. Oh, shit. The Game Blame game cool. sponsored by Game. Should we do that quickly? Should we blame Adam for forgetting? Hmm. Yeah, let's blame Adam. Yeah, blame Adam for having a, a, a wedding in Peter Maritzburg yeah, this year. It's been a Adam, you are the recipient of the game blame game sponsored and game. the game blame game sponsored by game blame goes to Adam for that because he left us in control and we can't be trusted yeah. with responsibility. Oh, okay. and and what about our new segment, which which we're not going to do this week, oh, but okay. we got to start advertising for is the oh, the, the, the stop the... stop drop and poll sponsored by Dave Grohl. <laughs> stop drop and poll. Okay. <laughs> So we have a new segment. <laughs> we have a new segment. It's the Stop, Drop, and Poll, sponsored by Dave Grohl. And basically what we do is every week we're going to put up a poll on Facebook, on the Elite Rugby Banter Facebook page, and we're going to let the reprobates Which, on if that. You don't like it, if you don't like it, uh, please please sign up. Yeah. Answer the question, sir. Exactly. Um, and... So we actually had three um, Stop, Drop, and Polls this week, which is way too many. Um... Yeah, and there was a lot of interaction on all of them. I'm a little worried that Dave Grohl's going to actually contact contact us through his legal representatives because <laughs> this is not what he agreed to. Um, yeah, so just try and keep it on the down low. So this is okay. So I'll just give you a, a, a quick summary of the three polls. Number one, um, if you could, this is Ben's creation. If you could strip any Springbok of their Springbok caps, you could uncap any Springbok. Who would it be? That was the first one. The second one was if you could take any uncapped player um, and give them Springbok caps, who would they be? And then the last one was uh, let me find it quickly. So it's um, cap a foreigner, or it's cap someone who got capped by a foreign country. No, it first, was just yeah. who's, your, who's your favorite Irish player? And it, uh. and it, couldn't, it, couldn't, it, was, it wasn't allowed to be Brian O'Driscoll because that would be too easy. So let's not do, go it? too much into this because we did. No, uh, no, no, but, but we we we'll filter this out over the next few weeks. But like, have a little taster of the stop, drop, and poll sponsored yeah, yeah. by Dave Grohl. Have a have a yeah. yeah. If you feel like engaging in any of those three polls, then make your way over to Dave Banter and just stop, drop, and poll. Brought to you by Dave, Dave Grohl. Um, by 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 the way, by the way, if you are Dave Grohl. And you would like to sponsor this? Yeah. That, that would be that would, that would be great. Yeah. So if you'd like to formalize, if you'd like to formalize this relationship, we are open. <laughs> we, we just give people free advertising. Right. I, I, th- I think I think we're a we're a big part of Dave Grohl's success. To be honest, yeah. so. we're the reason he's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later this month. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, oh, is he? I, I don't know. He should be. I think Nirvana is in there. Hmm. Well, I think we can we can try and chart the. The amount of time spent by Dave Grohl in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame prior to um, his his work with the Drugy Bant on the Stop Drop and Polls brought to you by Dave Grohl, and then his time spent in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame post that that change in his career. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so those are the three right. polls. Um, are we, we're not going to go over the the results of the polls, are we? We can do that next week. No, no, we, we just we just teasing. We we little yeah. we little poll teasers. You got to leave them wanting more, hey? Yeah. Can I just say, I want everyone to stop voting for Bevan Fortain and stripping his pop caps. 
He deserves them. He should play, keep them. Surely, surely we should strip Luke Watson of his box caps. Luke Watson, okay, like, well, like, all right, let's, let's, we'll do one. We'll okay, do one never mind, never mind. Like, this, isn't, this isn't what Dave would want. No, we'll, we'll do one, because <laughs> we're supposed to do one a week, right? Yeah. So we'll, let's, let's announce the no, results. Well, well, <coughs> let's do that one now. Of one stop, drop, and roll, one stop, drop, and poll by Dave Grohl. Well, no, why don't we do your favorite Irish player instead? Because I think this, uh, this uncapping a spring thing is basically a whole episode's worth of content, okay. and we're already like an hour in. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, favorite um, Irish player other than Brian O'Driscoll? The uh, nominees were Rob Carney, Keith Wood, Paul O'Connell, Ronan O'Gara, Peter Stringer, Gordon Darcy, Keith Earls, um, and Tommy Bow. Someone's also put Chris Not Lee Chris Lee on that No tag. Why, why do we wait? <laughs> well, Chris Lee, he was he was winning at one point when I walked when I looked at the poll early on. He was like he was in front by like three votes. He's got the same number of votes as Rob Carney, so that's quite good, Chris. <laughs> oh, I, I would say Rob Carney's done more for Irish rugby than Chris. No offense, Chris. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, Chris. Chris, know. Chris has done a lot of lot of explaining yeah. Irish rugby. Yeah, the rest what of about us. that whole that whole write-up he gave us on Ian Madigan? Yeah. Wait, is yeah, true. Did I get the name right? Is it the right guy? McKinnon? The Italian... Italian... Yes, the other Ian. Sorry, that was, the, that was the whole point of the story. That's how he started. He was like, you know, everyone thinks Ian Madigan is so good that there was another Ian running around with goggles. Ian McKinley. So, yeah, Christie's yeah. Christy, yeah. done good things for, for Irish rugby, I think. But it's anyway... Okay. So then, um, Tommy Bow only got one vote. Uh, Keith Earls, only one vote. Gordon Darcy, three votes. Peter Stringer, um, also three votes. Rob Carney, four votes. Chris Lee, four votes. Uh, Keith Wood is on seven. Renan O'Gara is in second place with eight. I think a lot of people voted for him, ironically, because of... Um, he got to, oh, I remember when he got mangled by Jacques Ferry. Yeah, but like that was the same <laughs> test. You know, mangled by Jacques I, I think that was that, that was my best memory of uh, actually that was an island that was uh, British and Irish Lions wasn't Lines, it? Yeah, and it was, yeah. that was the same test. It was, it was the second test at um, wherever it was where he then gave away the penalty. But what was the third test? We um, tackled Fru Dupree in the air, giving Francois Stain or Mornay yeah, Stain, Stain the opportunity to kick the tour-winning uh, penalty. So thank you. Ooh, who do you think had more of a fuck up, him or Dean Craylin? Oh, right oh, like, there was more on the line. Like it was, it was a decisive yeah, test for the yeah. British Lions to. Yeah, like now they they had to wait four years before they could smack Australia, didn't yeah. they? And then the winner Truth. of the stop, drop, and poll uh, brought to you by Dave Grohl is Paul O'Connell, legendary Irish lock. Um, he was one of my heroes actually growing up. I thought he was very cool. I thought him and he and Donko Callahan, who's actually unlucky not to make this list were a really formidable lock partnership. I think at the time they were they were definitely the second best lock partnership in the world after Victor and Bucky's, if you ask me. Um, I, rem- I remember how, how cool their line-out was, because apparently they didn't have line-out calls for like three years. Okay. They would just basically go, the hooker would throw the ball, then someone would go in the air. <laughs> like, like, no, like... like no, they would, they would just like play completely what they saw in front of them. Yeah. And because there were no line-out calls, it was so quick. Mm. So none of the other teams were ever ready. Yeah. 
So it didn't matter. They were actually throwing pretty, pretty sort of basic balls. Yeah. Because it was just, it was just... two ball ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they would just get to the line out quite yeah. sharply. Put someone in there. Cool. Well, that's going to be it for us from this week. Um, thank you very much for joining us for the Adamless episode. Um, uh, episode fifty-four to fifty-nine of Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, if you have made it this far and you're still listening in the off season, then chances are I don't need to tell you where to find us. But just in case iTunes, um, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and Acast. Yeah. We, yeah. we are not on Stitcher. I repeat, we are not on Stitcher. Um, we, are not sure Stitcher we are not sure Stitcher even exists. We don't even know if it's a real website. <laughs> um, yeah. anyway. We just made it up. Um, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, Matt, thank you. No, thank you. And Ben, thank you. Thank you. Have you guys got good plans for the rest of the day? No, I got a little bry. Um, my sister-in-law was meant to be coming home, but now she missed her flight in Dubai, so oh. we're gonna have oh, nice. we have a bry without her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Matt, what do you got? What do you have? Huh? Going back to bed. And, and ah. now my, my, my father-in-law telling me it's it's beer time, oh. and it, oh, it, nice. it's, it's oh, nearly twelve o'clock, so, okay. so it's, yeah. it's, it's beer time. Yeah. Matt, what do you got planned? Yeah, today? I'm gonna. Is it, also, is it beer time well, in George as well? No, I'm gonna jump in the shower first, and then I'll see how it goes. I need a shower first. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, cool. Well, great. Thank you very much, guys. And we will be back next week. I hope you all have a good reconciliation day if you're in South Africa and a good Monday if you're not. Cheers. Good. Cheers, guys. Well then. Cheers, guys. Largely painless. Yeah, largely painless. Some, some teething problems with my network, which I'm a bit worried about. Do, do, do you want to get my beer open? Oh yeah. Nice. That nice. sounded Good like. Do you know what? Uh, I, you know what I like? In, yeah. What beer was that? That it sounded quite like a light tin, so it sounded almost like a Heineken. It was a bottle. It was Phoenix? Oh, was that a bottle. Thirty Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like a tin. Now, uh, do you know what I like in Mauritius? Uh, there are no twist tops. Mm. Everything is bottle opener. That's nice. That's classic. I mean. I, I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna get extremely drunk today probably because I've got two guys coming over. Oh, yeah, you, a, you've got your lad today. Hand, yeah. um, so the bottle of tequila is in the freezer. And nice. Someone's bringing some brandy over. So it should be should get interesting. Oh but nice. Fun, fun and games at house of at um, house of yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool guys. I'm gonna send these off to Adam. Hopefully he can make a. Uh, a coherent yeah make an episode out of it somehow <laughs> no like I think content's fine it might be format yeah, I like how we were like we thing. shot I like how we shot for a short episode I think we're still close on, ni- on 90 minutes yeah exactly. <laughs> I think, I think no, ma- no matter what we, we turn out uh... I think the reality is that that's just how long we can talk for yeah about, 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 <laughs> we, 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 about anything any one topic like you could give us like you can give us like 30, 30 games all with red cards and we'll talk for one and a half hours yeah. or you could give us nothing and we'll talk for one and a half hours <laughs> like right. that's that's what we're capable of that's what you get that's our racial passive yeah, yeah. oh nice cool thank you guys chat cool. later cheers guys cheers, cheers. yeah